0: Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by the Small Biz Thoughts Technology Community, with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polychuk. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Welcome listeners, this is Amy Babinchak, and today we're going to discuss whether an MSP needs a PSA in an RMM tool to qualify for the title. We're wondering out loud whether dependency on these tools is overblown in the MSP community, and whether these tools have evolved enough to be of value to the MSP anymore. So today I have a guest to talk to me with, or talk with me about this, and some of you might know her. So welcome Amy Luby, please take a minute to introduce yourself. Hi Amy, thanks,
1: uh, appreciate being here. Uh, so I'm Amy Luby, um, I have been around in the channel for about 25 years, and and uh, years so I know. I know. <laughs> Me I too. That. I'm, I'm still at <laughs> 25. Okay. <laughs> so I think if I technically did the math, it might be a little longer, but um, but uh, a good 15 of those years, I was an MSP, um, and then uh, pivoted into what is now called a master MSP. Um, since then, I have been working with um, mostly startup uh, vendor uh, organizations to help them build their channel programs. Um, did some work with distribution, um, but outside of that, mostly mostly software startups. So um, I'm sure you know I've seen a lot of people in the channel and and uh, met a lot of people. So it's it's fun to be here and and. Uh, to talk about how tools have evolved, and and uh, what maybe we could be doing better.
0: Great. So we both recently wrote articles on this topic with no idea that the other one was doing so, and that led me to invite you here. So um, let's. Why don't we start with familiarizing our listeners with with your paper and kind of what its main points were?
1: Sure. Sure. So um, basically, actually, I was. The reason I did this is because I was asked to write uh, or submit a writing sample. Um, So that was what prompted this. And um, it just got me really thinking about the history of the MSP channel and how it evolved Um, and kind of where we started and where we are now. Um, And it, it struck me that as I was thinking about the evolution of the channel, that um, some of our core tools, which we've been so heavily invested in, and and I was too, when I was an MSP, I had had the tools. Um, But those tools haven't really evolved a whole lot, um, at least recently, to um, help us do things better or differently or more efficiently. Um, and especially not incorporating um, emerging technologies that you know, MSPs are very, very focused on today. Um, security and IoT, um, serverless computing, all of that. You know, how, how are the tools helping us um, do that? What, what I'm seeing is um, you know, we've almost gone a little backwards where at one point we were able to really um, standardize On a tool set and that helped us do um, most of what we needed to do. Now I'm starting to see, well, I need another platform to manage IoT and I need another platform for SD1. I need a a platform for all these things. So now I've got more dashboards than I had in the beginning. So um, That's what kind of prompted the paper and and uh, the post.
0: Yeah. So your title is, "Are PSA and RMM platforms even relevant anymore?" Yes, I'm seriously asking the question, and I think it's I think it's so so relevant right now. Like you said, as new technologies have come into this space, right? RMM used to be, uh, and and PSA. will kind of lump them together for this conversation. Um, my ability to remote in and take care of a help desk issue. Uh, provide um, an antivirus, push some things out to to the desktops, do updating and patching and maintenance, and then it kind of ended, right? Right. And then the last few years, we've seen all of these mergers and acquisitions by these companies and all this stuff coming together and an enormous amount of great promises of what it's going to bring to the investors and what it's going to bring to the customer of all of you know hey we're going to we're going to have all this great new stuff it's going to be more efficient it's just going to be amazing and and like nothing has happened right and on the flip side of that i also feel and this speaks a little more to my paper than yours the msp's have developed far too much dependency on the tools so yeah. we've got a lot of tools and we have to do multiple dashboards like you said for security and iot and then the traditional stuff and people get buried in those dashboards and they have not lifted their heads up to take a look and see what the customers actually want or they're not really using them as intended. In my mind, those tools were to take care of the mundane routine tasks that have to be done so we can make room in our day for the things that the clients actually value. Exactly.
1: That was, that was the whole
0: premise of, of being an MSP that was uh, the whole point but yeah. if you know you and i sat in innumerable number of <laughs> sessions at conferences where from the stage they said here's how you make money you are going to deploy our client you're going to charge them for a certain fee for for each workstation that you're managing and then this is your profit and there's your money right period. And the story kind of ended there. And a lot of people created their whole business model around that concept. And then here we are, 10, 15, 20 years later, they're still running that exact same concept. They never have evolved their MSP into actually providing a service to their client.
1: Right. And I I think that that has very much come to the forefront, forefront, um, you know, I'm trying to think back when we started talking about cloud is coming, um, probably 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when cloud became real, um, I mean, that that was a fundamental shift in the way that businesses, our clients, um, engaged with technology, acquired technology, Um, utilize technology. And I think that we, as a channel, at least as an MSP channel, um, are really trying to figure out and have been trying to figure out for a while now how to fit in um, to the landscape. And I think a lot of, you know, we, every day, I swear, if I see one more post about mergers and acquisitions with MSPs, it's, it's mind blowing, but you know, that's not coming out of, of success. That's coming out of a very mature tail end of a market place where really the only way to acquire new business is, or acquire new customers is to merge. Um, Merge with your competitor that, you know, you hated 10 years ago. Um, (laughs) But now you've got to join forces to stay relevant and stay afloat, and and really, I think more importantly than that, figure how to pivot. There's a ton of opportunity in the channel. Um, I don't know that it necessarily looks like the traditional MSP model that that you know is fully baked right now. Um, I, I think it's a little more of the wild west again. Um, well, you we've know, got to I figure he- out where to go.
0: Yeah, I hear a lot of my peers saying, "Well, you know, yeah, we." we're deploying the cloud because customers are demanding it right everybody's everybody's moving to 365 so they do that but then on top of that they're still layering on the same package that they always did because they haven't figured out where they're going to make their money otherwise so it's right. kind of it's kind of weird it's like it's like yeah you know that that suite you just rolled out has microsoft teams but you're still selling them um, a meeting solution and you're selling them a chat solution and you're <laughs> you're selling them all these things that are already rolled in and they're like they're like yeah well that's that's where i make my money but it's like oh you should not be making your money from the product sale that no. was always a bad idea
1: yeah not not at all it's it's from you know you I, I remember when sharepoint you know was nobody really knew what that was Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody tried to figure it out. Um he, we were one of the only MSPs that were actually going in, consulting with our clients, figuring out, okay, how can we, how can we help them um be more efficient, drive more revenue, etc. And and that kind of spawned, if you will, a SharePoint business for us um, because we were utilizing that technology. They already bought it from us, they already had it. But it was extra project work or you know billable hours, which I know is the devil in the MSP space. But you know it, that stuff adds up, and it adds value to the client. It makes you way more valuable to them than just putting in the device. Yeah. Really. So
0: you mentioned the billable hours, and you're right. That's always been a point of contention. Um, if you charge a fixed fee per desktop and you didn't think about these you know these projects and things clients aren't, don't really expect those to be a separate charge anymore they just think that's what you should be doing for them like yeah. you should be showing me how to use teams you should be you should be setting up our sharepoint site for us you should be you should be showing us how we can integrate bookings which is an appointment scheduling tool okay. into into teams these are all things that came with the product that we bought from you why aren't you why aren't you doing this why do i have to you know you're charging me and some of these guys are charging a couple hundred dollars per desktop per month mm-hmm. mostly you know i'm paying top dollar and and you know i expect something from it other than you installed it uh and it's just but you know i think it's there's a different um Type of employee you have to have, too.
1: Well, that's true. They've, they've, um, they've got to understand, and maybe you help them do that, understand how technology can better their business.
0: Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen with the RMM and PSA tools? I mean, you asked the question, are they actually relevant anymore? I mean, are, are, they, are they relevant in this new world, or what what's, do you think is going to happen?
1: Well, I mean, I I asked the question, it's, it's kind of a silly question, but I, that was the whole point of asking it. I mean, yeah, I think the tools are important. Um, but I think that the, the things that an RMM tool allow you to do today are table stakes. They're expected. My, my IT partner should be able to make sure that the very basics of, of machine maintenance, if you will, are done. Like that's just that's a given, and so we're going to need some kind of tools to do that. I suppose I don't know if RMM is you know the full fledged RMM uh, mm-hmm. platforms that we use today. I'm not sure that that they are as relevant as they could be. I, I think there needs to be some evolution there, and whether whether the existing tools evolve um, to help MSPs or whether new tool sets come into the marketplace. Um, I have a feeling it'll be probably new tool sets. Um, remoting into a, a device, you know, is easy. Um, patch management is a given anymore. I mean the real complexity is not really in patch management, but Making sure I am staying up to date with with cyber threats um, and being able to do that and patching is one piece of that, um, but I've got to patch together all kinds of tools in order to uh, fully protect my client base. Mm-hmm. Um, so so RMM, uh, yes, but do I need a big fat bloated RMM? No, because uh, I need a lot more than that.
0: Yeah. You can deploy an antivirus product, that's what we used to do, <clears throat> and you know, voila, you're secure. <laughs> right? right? And it's not, not anymore. I mean, the security is everywhere in everything that they do, and that involves, you know, having smart end users at your clients that are more more computer savvy. They have to be aware of security. They have to do things in a different way. The tools aren't going to protect them anymore. And you know, I, in fact, I just wrote a blog post and sent it out to my clients, and the title of it was "We Can't Protect You Anymore." Mm-hmm. And you know, I just laid it on the table. Like, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I
0: can, I can do all the things that we can do, and we are absolutely trying on our end. But if your users are not smart and they click on a, a phishing email that sneaks through because they will, because no solution is 100% foolproof, mm-hmm. uh, then you know, something bad will happen and I can't protect you from that. If your if your employee gets an email that comes that slips through, because things do slip through, that says, Hey, it's me, your CEO, and I want you to send ten thousand dollars to this bank in Germany, and they do, I can't protect you from that. You know, right, right, <laughs> there's yeah. a there's a lot of this stuff that is not tool related anymore. And I think that's been the big shift in our in our industry is that what customers need and what customers um, want to buy from you is can't be handled by any tool. Right. Well, yes,
1: you're you're 100 right. Um, and and the role is is protect as well as you can um, and mitigate uh, when things happen. So so I mean that's that's the role. Um, but. I think that we could be doing a whole heck of a lot better. Um, If you look at all the layers that you need to put in place as an IT service provider to help your clients stay protected and healthy, um, you're looking at adding probably eight to 10 different tools. When you think about vulnerability patching, scanning, SIM, patching, you know, all the email filtering, DLP, all of these things. The thing is, one, a lot of those tools are very, very expensive. Um, you know, so we have the age old problem of, of not having good tools for SMB. Um, and two, if you're patching together eight to 10 different tools and they're not integrated and there's no automation, you're always behind the eight ball, always. Because the bad guys are faster than, than we are.
0: <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: there's more bad guys than good guys. And there's, there's no way to be proactive without that integration and automation. And, and I think that's, I mean, we're lacking that. You know, if we're, if we're going to talk about traditional RMM tools for the MSP, yes, they have integration and automation for a tiny subset of things, the table stakes, the stuff that's expected, but they're not helping us with security really at all. Um, and they're not integrating and automating anything and that was the holy grail back in the day. That's what our PSA platforms um, and RMM tools were, were singing to us back then. You'll have a single pane of glass. You'll be able to do everything you need to do to protect your customer, take care of them. And we don't have that. Still today, we do not have that.
0: Well, it kind of begs the question, is the world now too complex for a single pane of glass? I mean, you're right. We, we do have all of these pieces that we need just for security. And then we still have all of those pieces that we need just for management. And then, you know, then there's all the other stuff we've got going on. Can we actually have a single pane of glass that isn't going to be so overwhelming that are it that it's unmanageable?
1: Right. Well, and, and is that even, is that even, the, are we thinking about it in the right way? Um, you know, I, I haven't written this, but you know, I've, I've really thought about, you know, are endpoints point, end even really relevant? Um, and when I say relevant, I don't mean that you don't need one because you do, but we have phones, we have mobile devices, we have laptops, we have desktops, we have all these things that we all use throughout our days. Um, they're disposable um, and, and they're relatively simple anymore to, to manage, but they're also super dangerous. That's where everything's coming in—you either through the user or through the endpoint. So, are we really thinking about tools in the right way? Um, do we really yeah. need to be focused there, you know, or do we need to be thinking about it from maybe a little bit higher perspective? Um,
0: yeah. Well, the bad things almost entirely come in through the user. I mean, really, the operating system, the applications—in put a big general blanket on them—but in general. They're pretty darn secure today, so mm-hmm. much so than they were years ago, where the endpoint was the biggest problem. But it now it, the bad guys really depend on the user to do something to allow them to get to the endpoint to be able to move laterally or you know whatever they're going to do. Um, but without without that user interaction, generally, the bad guys can't get to your machine. So, um, you know, I've talked about where where the market is going and um you know i think i think in this conversation was a little bit about stagnation and msp's merging together but not really achieving much other than bigger numbers that maybe don't actually have bigger profits associated with them and um you know perhaps an over-dependence on, on older tools and not really picking their heads up and realizing that the market has shifted. And I have some very uh, direct evidence that the market has shifted, and that is that my MSP that's 20 years old next month, uh, in the last two years, doubled doubled the size of it. And I want to say it was with some intention, but um, it was a whole lot easier than I than I anticipated. I mean, it just was like, wham, it happened. Um, and the reason is that customers, when we went out, the customers said to us, well, you're an MSP, so just show us your plan, because they'd already talked to others. And I'm like, I don't have a plan to show you. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And they're kind of like, well, what do you mean? You know, we've got, don't you have your, you're an MSP, you should have your gold, silver, bronze plan. You know, that's how, that's how they knew the word MSP. That's traditional, yeah. They've they've probably had one, they've they've all had one in the past. Um, And so now they're looking to make a change for some reason. And so I shift that conversation and I say, well, we don't have a fixed plan. We're going to give you what your business needs. And there will be a package of something. And some of those things are consistent across their clients. And some of those things are unique depending on what your business is. So I don't have a gold, silver, bronze plan for you to pick with, but what I do have, and we go on and talk then about services and stuff, and I and I say to them, of course, of course we, of course we manage antivirus, of course we manage phishing, of course we patch machines, you know, Mm -hmm. you know. All that stuff that's just a given, like, okay, yeah, we do all that stuff, but now let's hear, let's talk about your business, your hopes, your dreams, where you want to go, how we're going to get you there, what your tech is doing for you, what your tech is not doing for you, and, you know, let's let's make real things happen for your company. So shift that conversation over, uh, and we get hired, right? <laughs> and yeah. it, it's been a super easy conversation to have because nobody else is out there having it. I feel like my my competition is no longer competition because they're still selling the same things that they sold 10 or 15 years ago.
1: Well, you know, and that's, that's so frustrating because I mean what you described is, is just simply true consulting. I mean, that's, that's what that is. Um, it's a true value-based conversation. Um, and, and the way you describe that you do it, I mean, that's steeped in um, we'll call it best practices consulting. If you've, you know, read any book or been to any sales seminars, all of that. I mean, that's what you just described. And to me, that just seems intuitive. Like, why would anybody walk into any business of any size and say, I know what you need. It's nice to meet you. Um, Here's what I'm going to give you. Like, without having that conversation, without figuring out what's keeping them up at night and where their pain points are all of that what I don't understand why you wouldn't do that
0: well yeah. it's a you know there's a sales a salesperson, person and and that's part of the other difference too is that I don't have any dedicated sales people right I still go out on sales calls and my tech manager goes out on sales calls mm-hmm. and um, that's the kind of conversations that we're having and you know so when i say this to them and i say and the other thing you're going to notice is that i don't have any salespeople, so nobody's here making a commission (laughs) we want to uh we want to see if we're a good fit for you and you're a good fit for us and figure out what what we can do together for the long term and build up this relationship and then then they kind of settle in and go oh we're talking to somebody different
1: yes very different that's awesome um no wonder you've been around
0: for twenty years right right yeah I, you know I, i've I've always struggled with the term mSP not that i i I believe that we are one but I really rail against the idea that here's the box you have to fit in in order to have that that term in order to exactly. be able to use that term and that was a lot of that message from the vendors and I think people got stuck there
1: yeah I think yeah. they did yeah. i uh, I can't remember. I think I read somewhere um, recently that there's been some talk of even getting rid of the name or the the moniker MSP, mm-hmm. um, which would be interesting. I, I don't know that MSP will go away. It's taken so long to take hold.
0: Yeah, we struggled so long to find a term for our industry. And say, like, you know, right. what's it going to be if if we don't have that? But uh, I think it 's a fine term, and i 've heard that conversation too, because it 's got the s and what I want to do is make that a capital s and make the other words the small 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 m capital s small p yeah good point it 's all about it 's all about service um, and this might be a good point to wrap up our podcast on because we 've been talking for a while. But um, I appreciate you coming here and sharing your perspectives about the tools and the industry and where it's going and, and talking about this topic. I think it's super important and um, companies that are out, not out there thinking about where they fit in and what tools are working for them and which tools aren't and how they're going to gain new clients. I think it's time to, uh, to sit up and start making some changes in, in the business.
1: I agree. I totally agree. And I, uh, I really appreciate
0: you inviting me on the show. Hey, Um, you're welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB community podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.